stop that one a beat short of uh, he was going to say motor flower. <laughs> um, Try to keep it family friendly. Family friendly. Um, that band is hell yeah. They're not. Vinnie Paul passed away. But they keep. All right. The riff is cool at least. So that is hell yeah. And the name of that song is Drink, Drank, Drunk. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, hopefully that's not prophesying here tonight. Goodness. All right, no happy, no more Georgia Godstones. Heck yeah, I was just tickled as I could be when I saw those things got blown to bits. Bluey. Bunch of deep state thuggery pieces of crap. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what really happened here. Forrest saw this on the news, and he comes in there and says, uh, did I say anything on that podcast about the Georgia <laughs> Godstones about blowing them up? I said, I don't know, did you? He said, I don't know. Back up and listen to yeah. it. That was like May the 30th. Yeah, I, I was afraid that I would have said something or even closed the, the podcast with every gun law is an infringement of the Second Amendment. And the fact that I can't go to Lowe's and buy a tractor trailer load of Tannerite and drive down to Georgia Guidestones and blow them up is all the evidence that I need that the Second Amendment has been trampled in the dirt. <laughs> it, it, you know, I was, it means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing anymore. If that had been on oh, boy, we, we would have got rid of it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we'd have got to knock. Um, but we uh, backed up a little. We didn't say that. No, <laughs> we didn't cut them any slack, but we didn't say blow them up. But but I'm I'm not disagreeing with it either. I I mean you know <laughs> I uh those things were creepy and and if you very evil. If I mean, you didn't look into what they're about, you should or what they were about. They're gone. Uh, it didn't topple heck, them yeah. all, but uh, they were considered a. Public safety. Right. They issues. were so damaged that uh, the decision was made to go ahead and, and clear them out of there. I, I suppose they probably feared that people would go over there to, to look at either them. Either finish the job or... Either, yeah. either that or go over there and one of them... Fall off and... Yeah. yeah. And smash them back. Yeah. Anyway, um, we... Uh, you did some PRS training today. I did. We had two guys for a PRS class and two guys for just a prone fundamentals class. One of them had been with us before for that. And uh, one of the fellows had also been with us uh, that was doing the PRS class. Uh, but uh, they did very well. And From uh, what I can see, you were over there teaching them. I had two other guys. Sure. Um, it looked like things were going well. Yeah, they, they did very well. Um, from not ever shooting off a barricade on the fifth run, um, I got the fellow Nathan because he had a really nice, nice rifle to do it. Um, the fellow Thomas, he needed a, a couple of mods on his rifle to get it balanced properly. Yeah, he's gonna to, get that done. Yeah, he's gonna take care of it. But Nathan, he had the perfect rig to do it, and from never having touched a barricade on the fifth run, he cleaned it with time mm -hmm. with 13 seconds to spare. I thought that was really, really nice to see that um, in that short amount of time he was able to really pick up on it. And uh, bag placement fundamentals when it comes to any kind of PRS uh, position that you may find yourself in, that is the key. I'll say it again. Bag placement fundamentals. You know, if you're using a nice Armageddon gear game changer or something like that, and, you know, you've got the Gucci gear, you got everything, and then you just squirrel up to the stage and you don't place your bag properly and you got your rifle hanging halfway off of it and just, you know, you want to start making shots so you don't run out of time, that is not the way you approach it. If you're interested in those type of matches or, you know, if you've been shooting and you want to get better, contact us and, uh, you know, we're hosting those classes now and I think you'll be very pleased with what you'll learn. You just do it as a private class. You book the day for yourself. These guys, there were four of them, so two of them wanted to take the regular uh, long-range class, prone shooting out to 1,040, and the other two wanted to do the PRS. Right. So, yeah, that was, it worked out. I, I can tell things are going pretty good. I, I think they did extremely well. I mean, I judge it by when I'm looking over there and I see the one of them send a shot and a kapow. I'm, I'm listening to, do I hear a yeah. ping or not? Oh, yeah. Do I hear a ping? Um, we uh, had a, a, a good question. Um, oh, by the way, before I go much further, let me mention this. I got an email uh, from a fellow who... Uh, it is Justin, I'm not going to give his last name, Justin C. And Justin, you wanted to do a handload consultation for your 300 Winmag. And, uh, Paid for it? No, he hadn't. He oh, wanted okay. to initiate it. Okay. Uh, and asked me a few questions. He said he's a listener to the podcast. I can't reply to your email, Justin. There's something wrong with the 
the uh, address, the return address. It's uh, Outlook underscore and a whole bunch of gibberish. And uh, then at Outlook.com, I can't I can't reply. It keeps getting kicked back. Yeah, send us an email from a different account. Yeah, send us email from a different account or. Um, Give us a call or text or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. My number's on the website, banksteel.com. Yeah. You can get in touch with me through that. Yeah, so it's not that I didn't try to get back with you. Sure. I did. I tried three or four times. It keeps getting kicked back. Back to another idea before we get too far in. This is uh, something that I kind of thought of today. Might be interesting. It, it might not work, but uh, we, what we're thinking about is uh, is doing about a five-minute segment every podcast where someone will call in and ask some questions about long-range shooting or maybe just stuff going on in the world and they want our take on it. Uh, this isn't going to be really a segment for reloading questions. Uh, it's just such a small portion of our podcast. We kind of want to limit it to, to long-range shooting and or political issues that you know are, are rising. But uh, basically the way we'll handle that is if you're interested in being on the podcast for a little five-minute segment, you'll email us at either forestnewberry243 at icloud.com or Daniel Newberry at uh, gmail.com. Is that what you're using now? Or? No, it's not for private email. Uh, Banksteel at gmail. Banksteel at gmail. Or Banksteel at fastmail. Uh, just email us and say, I want to maybe call in and ask you these questions. And uh, if we if we like the idea, then we can uh, just tell you on the next podcast between sometime between 9 and 10.30. Eastern look, Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. Look for a text on your phone that says, go ahead and give us a call. And uh, we'll be waiting for you, and you can give us a call, and you'll get a little segment yeah, on the we'll podcast. We'll see if that works out. We'll give it a try. I thought that might be interesting, because, I mean, we've had a lot of requests for, like, a live podcast, and I think part of the reason for that is, is people want to be able to call in, maybe, and ask questions. So we don't really have the equipment or what we need to do to, to perform a live podcast, but that would kind of bring a little bit of element to it that uh, yeah, people would I, kind of feel as though it was... I, I see people totally lose control of live podcasts. Oh, right. And, and the way we go sometimes, I mean, it's... Oh, uh, good day. We could, we could do it ourselves. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, I can right understand that. Ditch. All right, but someone um, asked, what level of accuracy is, is competitive or adequate? Now, that depends on the discipline. If you're talking about long-range shooting for... There's some different disciplines. Let's say F class or yeah. you know PRS or bench rest. I mean, those are three different disciplines. I hunting, mean, hunting, um, obviously. You know, is a certain discipline. A bench rest, yes. Um, for the kind of stuff, I assume the question was sort of aimed at long range shooting. Come shoot with us at a class sure. or shoot with us on a range day. By the way, we're doing a bonus range day this Saturday. There's been a lot of interest in this. Um, I mean, and have, have the range cleaned up and pretty, so we'll take as many as, as will come. Are you guys going to go down Thursday afternoon? Thursday, probably. Um, I'll have to get in touch with Ron and see what he's up to. And So if anybody can maybe bring an ATV out or yeah. a, a dirt bike out. Sure, or if you don't have either one of those, I can give you a ride on the four-wheeler. If you just bring a weed eater uh, and a machete or something like that, I can haul you out there and... You know, and after we're done, you can do some shooting. Yeah, we'll we'll give you the free range day and yeah. some and some and class work and stuff like that. Sure, we'll make it worth your while. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a uh, if you like riding off road on ATVs. We got like, some nice trails back there. Yeah, yeah, there. And you need either a quad or a dirt bike. Right, you want a four or a horse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Some of those trails make a horse blush. I'll tell you. I mean, a horse probably look at that and say, "You're crazy." <laughs> them goats that climb up those dams. All right, so I, realistically, about a minute and a half will work. And we say minute and a half, MOA, minute of angle. A minute of angle is approximately an inch per hundred yards. So it's an inch at a hundred, two inches at two hundred, three inches at three hundred, nine so inches on, at nine hundred, and eight and a half inches at seven hundred forty-five. That was a joke. Durr, durr, durr. Making sure y'all paying attention. Yeah, don't overthink. Don't overthink it. It's uh. But uh, on the accuracy for like the discipline that we do, you know, prone matches, I would say probably a minute of angle would be really preferable to get um, into the top. Yeah. Right. I, I if mean, you want to come and enjoy the day, hit some targets. A minute and a half will work. It will. Uh, Even two minutes. It, it would work. I mean, you're not going to be first, second, or third, but I mean, you, you'll do well. I mean, because some of the targets, obviously, that we have are one minute of angle targets. And if you've got a two-minute of angle rifle, you're not going to be able to consistently hit it. Well, let's consider this. I mean, now some people that 
may worship at the altar Carlos Hathcock may not like this. However, the truth is that bolt action Winchester 30-06 was not limited by the gun itself, but by the ammo. Um, sure. A minute and a half. I would say that's accurate, yeah. You know, I would say it yeah. shot its share of minute of angle groups, but, you know, uh, nine inches at 600 yards. Yes. And and so on. So uh, but that, that sounds worked. about right. It was a you know a heavy barrel Winchester. It was a Winchester seventy, right? Mm-hmm. And six. Yeah, it, that was a, a nice gun. I mean, it, with good hand loads. I mean, I would say it's easily a half minute of the Oh yeah, but he's shooting the Lake City. He's we actually have some of that. It's really yeah. cool because I mean that could have been some of the stuff you know, that right. uh, you know. That's true. There's was a hundred seventy three grain full metal jacket boat tail. Um, Half of one of those boxes is gone. It crossed my mind. That'd be pretty darn cool if some of those, you know. Might have been his. Yeah. Never know. Possible. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not, but it would be interesting. It's like that um, piece of silver that Domzowski brought to the Bible study that night. Could this have been one that Judas? Yeah, because it was the exact type of yeah, uh, piece. I can't remember the name coin. of it, but uh, it yeah. was uh, it was one of the exact type of pieces mentioned in the Bible that uh, Judas, Judas betrayed Jesus. Yeah. Four and uh, it was perfect time. So I mean, it, it could have been, but you know, obviously there was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of those. So I mean, speaking of the Lord, uh, Patrick Henry said, "This is all the inheritance I give to my dear family. The religion of Christ will give them one which will make them rich indeed." That's right. But your clip-haired dyke at your university says that <laughs> our founding fathers weren't Christians. They weren't Christians. They weren't just evil. <laughs> Basically, that's what you're going to find. Majority of more. Yeah. The, the overwhelming majority. Like, literally above 90%. And so, a lot of people, they don't like to hear that, but, I mean, it is the truth. If you hear a lot of the quotes, even from Washington, Patrick Henry, I mean, the ones that really weren't devoted to God, believers, were probably Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, and maybe the odd one or two others that you Franklin was kind of one foot in heaven and one exactly. foot in hell. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's more like one foot in hell and the other on a banana peel. <laughs> Hanging out in France with them French hookers. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he's another one that was I would not uh, put brilliant on the list. Brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. But uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can be very brilliant and, and not be saved. We didn't talk about bench rest accuracy. That's the the pinnacle of accuracy. Right. These guys live for yeah, those bug hole groups. But now you can bring a bench rest shooter out to one of our long range matches and he probably doesn't do that well. Possibly not because most of the scopes they're using are kind of the limiting factor there. They're eight MOA clicks on uh, on the dial and they would have a hard time running it up and down and up and down so much. Now um, we do have a pretty generous time limit on the matches at seven minutes and you'll have about 20 shots within that. So uh, a seasoned shooter that was set up with a, with a bench rest single shot rifle could shoot the match without a problem. But Some have. Yeah, that's true. We, we've had it happen before, and they typically do pretty well. I don't know if we've ever had a bench rest rifle win one of our matches, like a dedicated bench rest rifle, but I have seen a few come that shot some stupid tight groups. I remember those mm. two guys. I don't remember if it was a match or just a class, actually. But, uh, you know, they brought their bench guns, and we're talking 600-yard like inch groups, like consistently. I mean, it was just like stupid. And yeah. I think those were six BRs. But, and they're uh, all typically single shot guns. So, right. You know, uh, and but your bench rest discipline, they're going to want a cider. If we said, okay, there is your 820 yard gong target. It's 10 inches. Uh, you got three shots. How many ciders do I get? Uh, none. none. <laughs> you know, you got any. Well, so well you can just put it to it this way. You get one cider and two shots on target. <laughs> or you can have two ciders and one shot. There you or you go. can have three ciders and get a zero. Yeah, right. But it's a different discipline. It's a different discipline. And for that discipline, yeah, accuracy is king. you got to have super, super tight stuff. I would say for PRS, especially with a lot of the targets that they're doing uh, in these matches now, I would really not want to show up with a rifle that was, was not half minute of angle or better. Right. Uh, and the rifles that I shoot in the matches, they're like quarter minute. And uh, once you get rifles that are that accurate, it's, it's a lot of fun because you know if you miss the target, it's on you. It's not, oh, was the group size just big enough and that was at the edge of the group and I missed that little, little target on the KYL rack. No, you know it was you if you miss. There so you know. I, I like that a lot too. So... Um why long-range shooting? Why should you know how to shoot long-range? Uh, we're gaining some listeners back in Australia. I don't know what happened down there, but uh, we're getting back to where we have been. Canada's up. 
Um, and, and these are two nations. They can get, they got long range guns. And really that's what you want. Um, I want to give you a short audio clip of why you need to learn to shoot long range. Now this is this Prince Charles Creek from uh, England. He's a deep state thug. He's a New World Order minion. And they had a, a, a global warming thing here. Another one of their global climate change uh, symposiums. Like, you know, with the Klaus Butschlob character. <laughs> he was there. Uh, but this is what this character, Prince Charles, who had Diana and probably, probably was involved in her death. her death. And then, you know, oh yeah. But this is, I want you to listen to this man. And then you'll think maybe a little more about sharpening your long-range shooting skill set. Here we and we're go. not calling for any violence or anything like that. That's just something. No, this is no. when when people like this guy that you're getting ready to hear, when he sends what he's getting ready to talk about here. Yes, that's what you want to be When he sends what he's getting ready to talk about to take your freedom and your property and perhaps your life, uh, you need to be ready for him or for his characters, his minions. This is what he said. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at his disposal, far beyond global disposal. GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Okay, so he's talking about the new trillions world Trillions at order. his disposal. Did you hear that? Yeah, his is, you know, that... I think that was a slip-up on his part. Likely, he's, he's referring... Now, he might have something else he would tell you that he was referring to, but he's referring to the Antichrist. So, these folks out there, they're on the move. And and if you don't think they're evil, you need to wake the living hell up. Yeah. You know, um, I'm deliberately not drinking a whole lot tonight. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm trying to keep the, the podcast somewhat sober. <laughs> I, I, I mean, some of them have gotten pretty bad. Uh, but go ahead and just ask me if I think that uh, Charles is a pretty good guy. Do you think Prince Charles is a pretty good guy? Sorry, I don't. <laughs> See, even H. Wayne Carver doesn't believe him. From the good. Sandy Hook hoax, mm. the medical examiner that uh, did not just witness a bunch of shot-up kids and, yeah. and is going out and say, making jokes and, sorry, I don't, <laughs> and uh, saying, oh, uh, H. Wayne Carver, but just don't call me Harold. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and then talking about how his uh, coroner's vehicles are are concealed and that they're incognito, that way nobody knows what they're doing. He's clearly thinking that this was a drill. You don't just walk yeah. into a school, see a bunch of dead kids, and then walk out and just lightheartedly start making jokes. They brought the dude up there, and he's actually a pretty intelligent dude, and I know that because I've seen him on forensic files before. He's not a total ditz. Yeah, he wouldn't have done that. No. So, um, here we go. Um, go on bitshoot.com. And we're trying to bring you guys and gals, our listeners, we're very thankful for all of you. We're trying to bring you to a point of understanding. What about all the other genders? I, I think only that named that, two genders. That was wrong. I, I mean, what about the 64 I need other... diversity training. Oh, man, I'm offended. I need some different colored bullets in my helmet today. I'm offended. I am too. I'm offended that I did. I'm a, I offended myself. <laughs> what we're trying to do. Trying to bring you guys to the understanding that evil is real. And I'm not talking about somebody that's clubbed you over the head and, and takes your wallet. I'm talking about somebody who wants to take your very freedom and your life and make you slaves. And, and they want your guns. You know, I don't care what country you're listening from, and we're thankful to all of our listeners. Uh, South Africa is coming up. We're thankful to you all. Uh, Germany is number four now. 
Right. Thank you, Germany. And we appreciate all of our listeners all across the world. We um, do, and very we're th- much. very thankful. We're humbled, I mean, because we never thought a podcast <laughs> like this one would get into the top one and a half. We really probably shouldn't and, have. And, and the way we're growing, I mean, not to toot our own horn or anything like that, but the way we're growing this time next year, we will be top 1%. We may. And if we're not, I, I look at this like punk rock. I don't want to be number one. I want to. I want to be offensive enough not to be. <laughs> right. But in any event, I, I don't think we'll have any trouble managing that. That's true. Uh, go to bitshoot.com. B-i-t-c-h-u-t-e dot com. Look up, and they don't have a good search engine, so you need to type this in verbatim. Type in "We need to talk about Sandy Hook." And uh, you'll find, I think, at Stu Peters, you're going to see the inconsistencies, the glaring issues with that whole thing. Well, why does that matter? Well, it matters because they wanted to use that thing that happened back in 2012, 10 years ago. They wanted to use that to make all Americans say, gosh, we need to turn in our guns. We need to get them off the streets. They wanted to create this tidal wave of anti-gun sentiment. And it did not work. It backfired, as is everything else they've tried since. But look that up. And we bring that up simply to help you understand that there's wickedness out there. There is an agenda, okay? And you need to understand your enemy. You need to understand what they want to do. Right. All right. So uh, the electric truck face plant. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, retard alert. No doubt. It's like, uh, okay, so they do this. uh, It's the Ford electric truck. They hook it to a camper. It's a YouTube channel. It went massively viral. If you haven't seen it, just look up uh, Ford electric truck camper trailer, RV trailer. Yep. And they they pitted it against some kind of a GMC with a gas motor. And they were going to see how far they could get. They they were doing it in Colorado. And... uh, they charged that Ford electric truck all the way up, and it projected like 185 miles before it would need a recharge. Yes. And they told the computer, we are pulling a 6,000-pound RV. So compensate for that. Yeah, compensate for 6,000-pound RV. And it still said 100. And the computer said 185 right. miles. All right, they, they got... 85? 85 miles in... They could not even. <laughs> Electric vehicles are not a good idea at this point in human history, and I suspect not for the masses. I doubt they ever will be. Well, yeah, I, not for the masses. I, I tell you, there's some pretty cool supercars out there. Some of those Teslas, I swear. I watched one yesterday. Yeah, I, I watched it on 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 YouTube. They will freaking smoke any gas motor out there. I don't. Pretty care. much, this thing. Uh, well, not any, but well, even your Dodge Demons. I, I mean, I'm not talking. There, about yeah, it probably beat the Demon. Oh yeah, they do. I'm, I'm not talking. But it about, ain't gonna be the top fuel limit. That's what I'm saying. It's not gonna do that. But I, I'm talking about a streetable, drivable car. And it is. Right. That thing ran a nine-second quarter mile at 155 mile an hour, and it looks like Grandma's grocery getter. Yeah. So, sure, I get that. They have a place, but uh, not in broad society. Right. And you know why liberalism is a disease? I'm gonna, we, I was talking to one of our clients today who happens to be a professor at Liberty University, and I won't call you out uh, by name, but... Enjoyed that uh, meeting him. Um, you know, I said I told him I said you know liberalism. I used to think that this is just maybe a difference of opinion and a different way of looking at things, and we can kumbaya and we can do all this stuff and everything will be fine. And uh, soon enough, though, I began began to um, realize. No, these people can't think. Right. And this is what you need to understand, folks. If you've got liberal family members and they are dug in, you're dealing with someone with extremely limited cognitive skills and a mental disorder. I would have to agree, especially some of them. Now, there are exceptions to that. There are a lot of left-leaning people, even that we know, that I would not put them in the category of having cognitive issues. But uh, and that's just simply because they're they're not really worried about politics. That's just the way they were raised, and that's the line they're going to toe. 
And uh, but they're generally good people. They'll help you. They're, well, those they're good are the, people. They're the ones who don't think for themselves. They are. They and, let somebody else think for them. Tell them who to vote for. Right. And that doesn't mean you, you can't be a good person and stuff like that. Because I know a lot of people like that that are, are fine people, very fine people. Uh, but uh, the the ones you got to watch out for are the ones that will just vehemently just attack you for a conservative point of view and say that, oh no, everybody needs to have electric cars while completely ignoring the fact that the grid can't handle it and won't be able to handle it for another 20 years if we were lucky. And that is comp that is allowing that we fired up about 400 more coal-fired power plants. Uh, well, it, yeah, this is, their, this is their disconnect. These are the people who are saying, all right, Terry, you, you need to turn down your air conditioning because it's going to overload the power grid and there's going to be brownouts. And, and, and by the way, if you're worried about $6 a gallon gas, well, then go get an electric car. That's the way of the future. It's green. It doesn't leave carbon footprint. Yeah, and the electricity that uh, that charges it up just comes straight from the wall outlet of your house. I mean, it's not and, coming and, from Lansing or anything it, like that. It's pixie dust. It's just the unicorn pixie dust. It's kind of like AOC's plan to, to pay for the Green New Deal. Remember what she said? Well, you, well, you just pay for you it. You just pay for it. Yeah, you just pay you, for you, it. You know, you just conjure the money. You just pay for it. There you go. You know, you just make the electricity. I mean, you just plug it in. I so mean, these, this, these people don't think clearly. And, and uh, you know, you have to understand, and I, I, I want to be careful and say enemy, but it is, the, you know, at least politically speaking, freedom flies. It's your, what do you like? Okay, so I'm going to make a meme tonight. And I, I didn't want to forget it, so I'm going to mention it on the podcast. But uh, one of those slobbering idiots, the pictures that I have of the uh, you know, the cartoon drawings, if you've ever seen me post them before. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have one of them, and I'm going to Photoshop in one of those uh, power outlets, like the extension cords with like the strips, yeah. and, and have the uh, you know the plug outlet plugged into one of those, and just have a drooling idiot just going, I think I just figured out how to make all this power. Yeah, just plug a, an outlet into itself. And then I'm going to post it on with word of mouth and yeah. put those idiots on there to just fester. I mean, basically, here's how I approach that form, and I'll make this very brief because I know people don't care. I mean, that's, that's basically one of those deals that, uh, see, nobody cares. Dodson! Dodson! We've got Dodson here! See, nobody cares. But, you uh, love that so much. I love it. It's hilarious. But uh, I just go on these forms and I drop a meme like that and I literally leave and come back a couple of days later and just look at the chaos that it created in my absence. And, I uh, have a deformed Oreo. Look at that. Oh, goodness. You, you handed me this. Now, what the heck? Uh, exactly. That's what I'm asking. I didn't do that to it. No. Uh, Nabisco did this. Yeah. This is and a conspiracy. That's what this I'll is. I'll tell you. One, I mean, this is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy. And everyone's in on it. All right, what a guy. It's like, you know, the top half is split in half, but it's almost like a smiley face. I should take a picture of this. I I don't know if I would. I'm, I'm going to take a picture. Come not right now. Just say, put it on our website. Hang on. No, I'm going to eat it. I ain't afraid to eat it. I'm just going to put it. I'm just saying for the sake of the podcast, for goodness sake, nobody cares. I care. Nope. I know you care. That's evident. But, uh... Alright, that's a bunch of crap right there. What are you doing? I'm taking pictures of this thing. Alright, you know, podcast listeners, you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm going to say, this is a deformed Oreo. I, uh... Don't know what to do with it. I guess I'll eat it. Yeah. All right. We were sipping on a little Johnny Walker Black. Also, this I'm sipping on some Crown Royal Reserve, which uh, Dr. Jerry brought us. That is Dr. good Jerry. stuff. That is. Think. Let me. You got. You gave me a little. I did. Take a sip of that. Do what right. This is Crown Royal Reserve. Reserve. Oh man, that stuff is tasty. It's a little too good to be honest. It is quite good. I'll give it that. Um, and the Johnny Walker Black, uh, George and Billy, or Billy and George. Yep, and uh, we've also got some Basil Haydens over there, which we've not busted into yet. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I probably won't tonight. I think I've had plenty. Nah, but um, but anyway, that was brought to us by our good friend Ed. Look at this. What are you looking at? It's got a metal band around Did the bottom. Did you not know that? Well, you know what we could do with that? What's that? We could fix that busted Cronus button scope. We could make the. We could take this off. 
Heck yeah, that was a good idea. Let's and see. we'll put it on there. If it fits, I think that'd be great. That'd be cute. Kind of raise it on Basil there. Basil Hayden on there. That's New awesome. Athlon Cronus Gen 2. And then, then everybody would know that we was trailer trash because I are one. We fixing our scopes with liquor bottles. I'll tell you, we done fixed our front license plate on our on our 1990 rusted out F-250, and we done zip-tied that sucker onto that, that blim plow on the front. You know, that cop told me the other day, that road check. Here, you get that license plate put back on. Wait, wait, let me add. The unconstitutional road check. Mm-hmm. The unconstitutional road check. I mean, what right do they have to say, I think you're guilty, prove to me you're not? Well, they got this road check, and I'm rolling up to it, and that, I'm by myself in that truck. I was here with Colonel Ron. I'm rolling up to it, and there's like three of them cops who stand there watching me roll up. And then that one, I, I think I started, I think I saw him getting the bulge there below the belt, like, mm, look at this coming out. <laughs> oh, God. Look at this dude. Come on. A hayseed with his bush hat on, rusted out F-250, and he ain't got no license plate on Perfect the target. <laughs> yep. No, actually, he was pretty cool. Fortunately, this is Bland County. You'd have to understand... In Bland County, I fit right in. there is a code, and uh, I think uh, Uncle Joey was a perfect example that the officers in Bland County don't defy the code. There are certain people you just leave alone. It doesn't matter what they're That's doing. It's like Cousin Lewis, too. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, both, of them, both of them rest in peace. My yes, brother. Some, some absolute characters and fine people. Mm. But, uh, yeah, basically, whatever they wanted to do, no matter how much against the law it was, they're free to do it. Because well, to a point. <laughs> they didn't murder anybody that I know of, but uh, <laughs> I, it, I wouldn't put it past them. Well, well, yeah. Well, they can't do it now because <laughs> they're both on the other side. Yes. Trust, trust the Lord. right hands. Amen. Um, I wanted to touch on this subject. I hear this all the time. Okay, you want to get the long range shooting? Well, get a, get a 308. That's a, that's a good way to start. Get you a 308. That's a good beginner rifle. Uh, wrong answer. Uh, a 308 takes skill. If you're going to be a 308 driver, you better cut your teeth on something easier to shoot. Yeah, what I would actually recommend for the beginner rifle, not a 308, I would recommend a 6mm Creedmoor or a 6.5 Creedmoor. Or something that shoots flat and it has a kind of a window for error. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, those cartridges, especially the six millimeter Creedmoor, as we saw today, was shooting 3150 with 105. Of course, he's a little over pressure. Uh, I told him to back down to the next node, uh, which is going to be 1.1 grains when you're in that bracket uh, to the next OCW. But um, I think he was using 40.8 grains, and I told him 39.7 is going to be the next node. But uh, but anyway, yeah, those cartridges that shoot fast and flat like that, that's what you want to start with. That's the beginner rifles. Or, or maybe even a 223 that's got shooting a 88 ELD at 2950. That, that's a beginner rifle. But uh, to drive a 308 properly and to get good hits with it, you need to know what the hell you're doing. And if you don't, then you're not going to do very well with it. So I don't recommend a 308 as a starter. Your recoil anymore. control has yes. got to be better yes. on the 308. Uh, there's just so much... Yeah, 308 is not a beginner gun, but you should get one. Yeah. You should work your way up to getting I agree. a 308. I'm not saying once you get to that level, get rid of everything else you have. I mean, my competition cartridges that I shoot are typically 6 millimeters and 6.5s. And uh, that's just because there's so many cartridges out there right now that widely available brass, widely available bullets, and, uh, and they do give you a higher hit count. Even a seasoned shooter, you're going to have a higher hit count with uh, the faster flatter rounds because if you get a wind call slightly off, and uh, you know it, it makes the difference of hitting the target on the edge versus missing the target. If yeah. you see what I'm saying. What are you doing? I'm posting this busted up cookie. Good day in the morning. Can I'm you leave it all alone? No. Man. I'm right. This is a conspiracy. Man. No, I'm just showing everybody. Could you not have waited until like we were done here in like 20 minutes? No, I could not have waited because I may have forgotten. Oh, boy. Somehow I doubt that. I mean, this is like one of those Adrian Monk obsessive compulsive disorders here. Y'all go on our Instagram or our our Facebook. You're going to see this cooking. If I die from this, because I did eat it. I I dipped it in a little cartoon girl. Um, lordy, where we was now? Okay, yeah, your 308, all joking aside, um, is not a beginner's rifle. No. 
You know, you need to cut your teeth on something easier to shoot and work your way up. And I do mean up. What's the advantage, well, though? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what the advantage is because I was just about to get to that. You can make some crazy fun rounds for a 308. That you, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I yeah, run. Yeah, ask Heck yeah. Or Trotter. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Trotter is running 208s, and I used to run 208s. I used to run 225s. I had a special barrel, a 9-twist 308. I was running 225s at about 2350, and I would tell people that this gets to 1,000 yards before your 6.5 Creedmoor 140, you know, Burger or, or Hornady at, at 2750. Because it's not shedding speed up. Right. It, it gets to 1,000 yards faster than that, and they'd look at me like I had two heads, and it's like, how is that happening? Because it, this has more velocity, like way more velocity, and I said... It's not shedding the velocity as quickly. And if you look at JBM and other ballistic calculators, you will see that by 1,000 yards, it actually starts out running your Creedmoors. And so it's a great mile round. And I tell you, it thumped the crap out of the targets. Uh, I, mean, well, I yeah. swear, it's it thumped heavy. the crap out of them. I remember the time, and this was when the Creeds were first getting popular, and they were just looking at anybody shooting a 308 like you were just, you were just so... Analog. Yeah. You were just like so pedestrian. Antiquated. Antiquated. Analog. Yeah. The um, I put a I put a target at 900 yards in that match <laughs> that you could this barely. Is awful. You shouldn't have done that. That's not even fair. Well, it was fun. It was funny, but I ahead. put it at 900 yards, and you could only see it through the top of a walnut tree <laughs> at 500 yards. So there's a walnut tree at 500 yards, and you could barely see that white target through the foliage at the top of that tree. Well, your 308s could hit it. They were going across the tree. Your Creedmoor was crashing into the tree. Yeah, that was mean. I mean, but, but I, I guess that was kind of a way of, of leveling the playing field. And, yeah, you ha there was a lot of whining. Well, we, were, we, wasn't the doing, um, we wasn't doing top 308, though. Right. Just whoever won, won. That was funny because, you know, we had just gotten a rash about... Oh, us being sticklers for the 308, so we said, we'll show you an advantage of the 308. <laughs> well, another massive advantage is barrel life. It's a minimally yes. three times the barrel life, probably four times. I agree. I mean, once you get proficient with your, your beginner rounds, which are 6mm Creedmoor and 6.5 Creedmoor and stuff like that, and that's what I shoot. I mean, I'm not going to call them just a strictly beginner round. I mean, a seasoned competition shooter can use those to their advantage. But uh, start out with that. If you're a brand new shooter, start with the, with the easy stuff to learn how to do it, and work your way up to a 308, and then you're gonna you're gonna have a lot more fun with it that way. If you start out with a 308 and you start getting frustrated because you're not making the best wind calls and you're not practicing proper recoil control, and then you switch to a Creedmoor, you're gonna be ah the 308 sucks. Uh, or something like that. But if you go the other way around, you will see the advantages and some of the beauties of the 308. And very few shooters can go back and forth easily because of the difference in wind holds. But uh, you do need to specialize with one gun or the other. Sure. But um, I think every red-blooded, heterosexual, freedom-minded, and even some gay guys. Gay yeah, guys can I, shoot them. You know, gays we can make different okay. colored bullets. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Live your life where you want to. Just don't shove it down my throat and don't teach it to and kids. And I won't shove my we'll stuff right. down your throat. No. Everybody's always saying, stop shoving your Jesus down my throat. I'm not. No. If I happen to mention him here and there, I'm not shoving him down your throat. Yeah. You know, if you happen to mention that you went to the uh, gay, gay bar. bar last night yeah. and had a couple drinks. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't look at that like you're shoving anything down my throat. There's a, there's a few people that probably visited that gay bar last night, but I'm not going to name them. <coughs> Phil, Dave, no, all these people sucking the government teat. I have no respect for because they've sold out. I agree, yeah. and, and and a lot of these uh, companies, and I'm not gonna gonna get super descriptive here, but uh, a lot of the ones that are big into sponsoring the PRS, including the owner of the PRS. Oh, there I said it. I mean, they are not caring about the sport. You all they care about name. is money. Yeah, and actually, you could give his first name and not the last. Yeah. Yeah, ba basically, what I will mm. say is, is the owner of the PRS's name is Shannon. Oh, good. And uh, he is one of the biggest problems within the PRS uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, we would well know a lot, but we won't know. But yeah, that is true. All right, top five ready to go rifles under $2,000. Um, how far are we in? We got time, we got about 15 minutes. Well, I knew that. I got elsewhere. I'm going to talk about other stuff, too. Sure. 
But, um, we came up with a list the other night, and uh, I think this is a pretty fair list. I know that some of you out there are going to be saying, well, what about this rifle I have? I've got this uh, this rifle, and it shoots great, and you told me so, and so, yeah, I, I understand that. We, we had to limit it to five. There are more good options and out there. And this is production guns under 2,000. Some of them are closer to 1,000. Right, so. and uh, especially a couple of years ago, I remember when you could get RPRs for like 1,100 bucks, and now they're like 1,600 bucks. I mean, dang. It's a conspiracy. It is. But uh, but anyway, here's our picks, and we'll start with number five, and that is. Do you know I'm munching up this Oreo dipping cartoon girl? No, we care. I do. The Savage LRP. Now that is a deadly accurate bolt action rifle. I'll tell you, I, I it really I hated to list it as number five. I wanted to list it higher, but after weighing some of the other options, I really can't. And what it came down to on the LRP was it's not a reliable gun as far as feeding is concerned unless you do a butt ton of tuning on the magazines. Now if if you're what you can do. Yeah, if you're an amateur gunsmith or you're just very mechanically inclined and you understand how, you know, the magazine is supposed to function, you can tune it. And I've actually made some videos on doing that and if you if you want to see those you can send me a private message message at uh, you know my Facebook and uh, I'll send you a couple videos on the mag tuning. But uh, people don't want to have to do that. They just want to unbox the rifle, plug the loaded magazine in, and have it work. And those go shoot, don't go bang. Right. But uh, the advantages of that rifle, HS Precision Stock, gets nice stock. super, super nice. And uh, the barrels, it's got like a 1.050 barrel, like fluted barrel. Yeah, fluted. fluted. Yeah. And uh, and average, you know, they got them on their website. They may be a little hard to find, but I yeah, guess no, you can still find them. I looked on Gunbroker too. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid of a used one. I mean, you can rebarrel them in your, you know, living room. But uh, one of the best groups I ever saw shot, period, was with one of those guns. And I'll name him because I'm sure he wouldn't mind me naming him. That's Brian Sutphin. Uh, one of my mentors, as far as PRS goes, he taught me a lot. You know, when I was getting into it, this is back when I was 14, he 15. He won that year, that, that year uh, in the... It was uh, 2017, the year in shoot-off of VPRC. And he and was shooting that factory gun against stopped, all these kinds yes. of guns. I, I was shooting, I think, the APO at that time. That was yeah. the first year that I had shot that. And, uh, boy, and, and Matt Enick, uh, he probably won't want me mentioning this here, but he was second uh, in the year in shoot-off there. And uh, he was shooting a, a fully custom. It was a mousing field action. KRG, uh, I believe it was a Whiskey 3. It may have been the uh, X-Ray at that time. I, I know he has both. I think it was X-Ray with Mousing Field Action and uh, Bartline Barrel and uh, Gen 2 Razor Scope. I mean, he had he had Gucci gear. He's an amazing shooter. Brian beat him with the the Savage. Back Savage, yeah. So it's very competitive, and that's the fifth one on the list. Yes. Uh, number four, we talked about this, and, and we're going to say the Tika. I love Tikas. Um, I think they very well earned to be fourth on the list. And, and once again, this is one of those rifles that I hesitate to put it at number four because it has the smoothest action of any custom gun that I have ever felt. And it's not a custom gun. Right. It's smooth. Right. I, the, I've actually seen a lot of people that are buying the guns for their for just for the action. They're going to pay $1,400 for the action because that's what you're going to pay for a Terminus or an Impact or you know, any of these other fancy actions that are out on the market now. Obviously, your mousing field from um, uh, American Rifle Company is going to be a little bit more than that. I think they come in at about 1600 now. But uh, the point is, the Tika actions are so darn smooth from the factory. And if you lapped them a little bit, I, which I've not done on one, but I just could only imagine, it'd be like, whoa. Well, I don't even know if they need that. They don't. Super, That's the point. Is they they're, don't. They're, they're super smooth, <clears throat> super accurate. Yes. You can get them with a good stock. That stock the old boy had the other day. We put that picture of that gun on our um, on our uh, social yes. media. The and triggers was, are good. Was that what kind of chassis was that one? Was that? A it was a KRG Bravo. Very nice rifle. Great trigger. The the factory triggers from them are awesome. And, you, and you're probably asking me now, why did they not make it higher than number four? And the only reason I'm going to list for that is I got two, but you give yours. They didn't pattern the action after a Remington 700 footprint. They could have done everything they wanted to with this action and made it compatible with Remington 700 bases, triggers, you know, chassis, 
the whole nine yards. And uh, I think that they really missed an opportunity to do that. And they did their own thing. Right. They did their own thing. And see, the problem with that is there are not too many companies making aftermarket bases, triggers, chassis, yeah. and so on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think KRG, at least they did. I don't know if they still do. They did make a Whiskey 3 for that, that footprint, which I think was awesome. They, I, obviously, they made the Bravo, so I would assume they would make all of their, their options uh, of chassis. So that's, a, that's that. an issue, um, your selection of aftermarket scope bases. Yes, that that could be an issue. I mean, I mean, you could get around it with uh, Burris uh, X, right. X, XTR uh, signature rings. There's ways to get around those disadvantages. What were you going to list as the uh, the magazine? It's a smooth, it's smooth operator. They don't hang up. They don't go there. They work. However, they're they're expensive as all get up. Well, so are the Savages, for that matter. I, I I will say I can't criticize the mags on that rifle too much because I you don't have to mag tune them at all. That is one thing that Beretta got right when they released that rifle is you Beretta. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, Tika is owned by Beretta, so is Saku, uh, so is Steiner. There are a lot of companies that people don't realize that uh, Franke well, Burris. Burris is also owned by Beretta. Yeah. So there are a lot of companies that are owned by Beretta. Um, you so birdie. The, the Pope's just it, it, breaking into the, the classic. Cowboy guns. Yeah, cowboy guns. Beretta. But the Pope says you can't be a Christian if you like guns. What a freak. The Vatican owns a chunk of uh, Beretta. Beretta, they do. And that's the only thing I can say against them. But uh, I'll tell you, they know how to make guns. And it's the oldest firearms maker in the world. Yeah, I believe they've been in business in the same family even since 1526. It's a long time. It's a long, long time. But the Tika's a great rifle. You're well served with one. The third one on the list is another Savage, and this is the Elite Precision. Very nice. Now, we have a 300 PRC. They come with an MDT chassis, and uh, I'll tell you, the chassis is on point. The action is on point. They've slicked up the actions a little bit above what you're going to get. It's a nitride-coated bolt. Right. I think it's something like that. but uh, It's gold. Yeah, it's gold, so it looks cool. It must be good. At, At the end of the day, it at least looks cool. Yep. And they got good barrels in them, super accurate. Uh, and, and Savage has a good deal of replacement and aftermarket parts. They don't, unfortunately, they don't have too many trigger options. Uh, Randy Emerson, being honest, you don't need one. You don't. You don't have to have one. Well, Savage Accu Trigger, you just lighten that spring a little bit. Some people really despise the Accu Trigger. I don't mind them, but I understand people's perks with them. Um, Elfman, I believe is the name of the company, Elfman Tactical, if you look up their triggers, um, they do make a, a pretty darn good trigger for Emerson Savage. put one in that's what he has in his. I always wondered what that elf was. Yeah, and that's that's the triggers, and they make good stuff, so I, I can vouch for them. I've never seen one of those malfunction if you have them set properly, and uh, that also goes for the jewel triggers. I hear a lot of people whine about them, and that's because they don't have them set properly. Because when I see elf, I think cookies. <laughs> What was their slogan that not too long ago that they had to change? That's elfin good or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are so elfin good. Yeah. That was cute. I, I think they had to change that pretty quick. Yeah. So they got a, they got a smackdown on that. One. <laughs> that was, uh, number two. Number two. Well, let, let, let's well, well yeah. Let's finish on the elite precision. Why it made number three and not higher. Once again, it's taking AI style mags in the MDT chassis, and those mags take tuning. AI mags suck out of the box. I mean, you have to tune them, especially in those rifles, and pretty much any rifle you put it in, there is way too much pressure put at the at the tip of the bullet rather than the uh, the case head, so you will very easily skip over the next round when you run the bolt, you open it, pull it back, and learn, then you close the bolt. Learn, and learn it, me something. AI is Accuracy International? Yes. It is the real thing. That's right. Don't call my accuracy international browning. <laughs> yes, well, this is insult. Unfortunately, these mags are not the real one. And, uh, <laughs> and, but if you tune them right, and also the accurate mags that are patterned after the AIs, they can also be tuned in the same way. And I said before, I made videos on doing that. I can, I can share those with you freely. But uh, that's the reason it's number three, is they don't work right out of the box. And now, some of them do, and some of it is how you run the bolt. And I have noticed that. I don't know if Randy has tuned those mags, and, and those function pretty decent. They I have, do. I've seen them jam on them before. But, uh, you know, uh, part of it is how you run the bolt. But here's my point of view. I don't care how I run the bolt. I don't care if I do it different every single time. I personally don't. But if I'm in a position, I don't want it to be a sensitive magazine to how I run the bolt. I want to do it any way that I want to do it, and it works like a sewing machine. 
and uh, and those don't. So that is why it is only number three on, on the list. Number two, Bergara. Man, those are nice. And uh, once again, same magazine issues that you're going to have on some of the other rifles, so I, I'm, I don't want to X-nay that, but here's what they did. They made the Remington 700 what it should have been from the get-go. It's a 700 pattern rifle. You've got 700 bases. You've got 700 triggers. You've got 700 chassis. You've got the whole nine yards. And As I've said before, the Remington 700 is like the small block Chevy of um, rifle action. Right, I would agree. You know, like it, love it, hate it. I don't think you can hate it at this point. I, I I'm talking about the Chevrolet. You hate them. Well, I don't hate Chevrolets. There's a lot of good designs that they had. I, I'm kind of partial to Ford. I mean, but uh, they had their I'm own. I'm partial to what's running at the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, me too. What, what, which truck we got that's working today? <laughs> which one can we haul the trash in today? Oh, uh, boy. Because we are white trash. Mm -hmm. I know all about it because I are one. But the Bergeras are tight shooting guns. They're tight shooting guns right out of the box. That one, I think it's a B-14, possibly. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember all the models on them. There's a couple different ones now, but I think it's a B-14. Even their lower-cost guns are oh just my goodness. outstanding. Uh, they don't need an action truing job. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, they're just good to go out of the box, and uh, I can heavily vouch for those guns. like them a lot. Number one. And what we need is a drum roll. Best, uh, our favorite, under $2,000, out of the box, ready to go, long range rifle, factory production gun, is the Ruger Precision. And you want to take that one or you want me to? I'll start and you can pick it up. Um, RPR, when you hear us say RPR, that's Ruger Precision Rifle. That's just a way of abbreviating it. Um, it is modular, and it will take. Any of your Magpul stocks, right? Yes. Your forearms. Yes. You can switch the forearm out with stuff that's widely available. You can switch the stock out. Takes P mags. You can put a 20 round or a 10 round Magpul P mag. For and it runs great. Fantastic. And you can thrash that bolt. Yes. You know you could you could hammer on that bolt. Yeah. And it works. It doesn't um, it doesn't glitch. Yeah. And you know so the Ruger's barrels are hammer forged, but they, I don't figured, care. they figured out how to do it. They did. They are just as accurate, and I will tell yeah. you right now, just as accurate as any, any custom barrel any cut. that I have seen. And, and this is something that a lot of your custom gun makers are sitting there, you know, like a duck in the middle of uh, rush hour traffic, thinking, which way do we go here? Um, the, the, you know, CNC, computer... Numerical code. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it seems to be. Yeah. It's something like that. It's sophisticated. It's sophisticated. It's it is. Um, that has really closed the gap. Yes. The, you know, a lot of gunsmiths will say, let me a blueprint, let me a true and blueprint your Remington 700, and they needed it. Sure. Absolutely. Modern guns really don't. Right. Now, Savage has a... Terodial bolt head. And it, it, it basically toggles. Yes. If you ever examine a Savage Big Bighorn copied the design of a Savage. They, they sure did. It. The action that was on the uh, the rifle that uh, Nathan was shooting today, that's a Bighorn TL3. And they copied that? They sure and they did. they got away with it? I guess, they, I guess Savage doesn't have a patent on that, or maybe their patent run out, but uh, that's what they have. Well, that makes sure that your bolt lugs bear evenly. There's not one bearing more than the other, which harms accuracy. But um, <clears throat> the... Um, Ruger is a three lug, right? Yeah, three lugs is, is a very good design. Tikas is too, right? Some of the Tikas, uh, I think some of the Sockos, your Tika like what we saw the other day was a two lug. I got you. Well, it sure did, and I mean, it shot great. They all do, but uh, the Ruger Precision, you can get aftermarket scope basis for it. However, the one that comes on them, Good. Seems pretty good. I've not seen them loosen up like cheap aluminum will. It is an aluminum base, and I, I am a big stickler for steel, but I've really not seen issues from that grade of aluminum. There are different grades of aluminum, and you've heard me rag on it a lot. I, I will always prefer a cheap grade of steel over a high grade of aluminum, but at the same time, I have not seen issues from those, so I really can't dig them for that. Now, let's touch back on those Savages. When you get a brand new Savage, you can run it with the base that comes on it out of the box. No, you can't. But you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. <laughs> yeah, don't. Go ahead and put you a steel base on that Savage. First thing out of the box. With T15 Torx screws, not the a T10. A steel base. 
there's so many options out there for a steel base. Do not skimp on it. Get a Burris Extreme Tactical. You can get those for 70 bucks. And, and they're 25 MOA exactly. steel, and Larry Potterfield will hook you right up. Right. Give you a reach around while he's at it. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. No, I mean, that's not a bad price. You know, uh, the, the steel bases are good. Yeah, the steel bases are good. If you can afford it, get a Badger or a Ken Farrell or a Night Force. I like the Ken Farrells because those things are way overbuilt. Beastly. Yeah, I mean, they'll add weight to your If rifle. weight is not an issue, Ken Farrell, base and rings. Yeah, or if you want to add weight to the gun... That's the that's the rings in base for you. All right, so there's our top five production guns. And if you well, have let me finish on the RPR. There's a couple things I wanted to mention that I didn't quite get to. Uh, while everything is modular, there are a couple of well, I'll, I'll just point out two that I don't really like out of the box as far as the Ruger. The stock that's on them is is not the best. Fisher Price. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a Fisher Price stock. So, I mean, when people say, oh, what about those cheap stocks? You can replace that extremely easily yourself. You don't need a gunsmith to do it. And if you do, you need to, you know, go get your nails did, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you some different bullets and your flat helmet. With colors on them. I've got all my colors right here. Right. But uh, the other thing I'll criticize is at the moment there is, as far as I know, only one or two aftermarket triggers for it. And the trigger that comes with it is okay. You can definitely uh, tune it and get the spring down a little bit. That, uh, you know, what do they call that? Uh, not the sear engagement spring, but the, I guess, just your your main spring mm. for the trigger. You can clip that a couple coils and get it a little One lighter. One or two coils is really excellent. It yeah. It's great. And, uh, but as far as aftermarket triggers, if you're they somebody... They don't work too well. The Tamnies, we've yes. seen trouble with. I've seen, I, exactly. you got a Ruger Precision Rifle, leave the factory trigger alone. Probably. Uh, I, I would recommend that, or don't try to tune your Timney down to four ounces. Uh, but uh, but anyway, because there can be issues if that thing decocks, which we've seen while the bolts close, and it, it can be a bear to to get recocked properly. But uh, I, I would like to see somebody like Jewel or Elfman. Maybe they might be the one to fill the niche. Uh, maybe they already have. I haven't looked actually super recently. I'm perfectly happy with the factory rifle. I'm not, I, I, as far as the trigger goes, because you know me, I like a light trigger. And if you are expecting a trigger that is a pound or less, that's not, you're going to get about a two-pound trigger at best, even if you tune it with a with the RPR. So that and the stock is going to be my two quirks. But all that considered, look at all the aftermarket stuff you have. Way more stuff than you would have for a Remington 700. It's just so modular, and that is why we're going to put it at number one, along with its accuracy and functionality. Those mags in it, every mag I've ever seen working them, perfect. I don't see them jam That's up like all the time. four different options. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is a good feature, that there are actually four commonly available magazine designs that the Ruger will use. Yes. All right. All right, glad we got that covered. Uh, now, how far are we in? Uh, we're about ready to close out. I'm going to close out with this. You're listening to WVAX Radio, coming to you on 5G from a monolith near you. All right, folks. Um, it is most fortunate, it is most fortunate that the majority of people who have taken that so-called COVID vaccine are going to be fine. That's the good news. The bad news is many will not be. And I only say that because they're going to trot out a bunch of new boosters. And I'm going to tell you straight up. Are you a doctor? Because my doctor said I need my seventh booster. And, and he's even offering me a variety of colors that I could get that one in. No. <laughs> Don't take that crap. Oh, because boy. here you go. The truth has come out. They're hurting people. Badly, and the birth rate is dropping hard. We've got 20% reduction in birth rate for 2021. Miscarriages, even in our own clients that we know, that whose wives got that COVID so-called vaccine miscarried while they were pregnant. They miscarried. Now, miscarriages happen. Absolutely. But there is some evidence now 
major evidence. Between 70 and 80 percent of women who were pregnant who got that so-called vaccine miscarried their child. Yes. Now that's part of it. The worst part of this well, is it's causing infertility too. I mean, it's infertility not a- and the birth rates way down, and this is globally the birth rates are down. And it's interesting because I'm going to play you a clip from somebody who needs to be their head swatted drawn, off with a pipe wrench, drawn and quartered. This, and if you don't know what draw, you so a lot of people hear that term. I heard it for a long time. Yeah, drawing a quarter, and that sounds bad. I didn't know what it meant. So a horse pulling a rope on all four limbs of your body, you pulling against each other yeah, until your body comes horses, in half. Four horses with ropes around the saddle horns, one tied around each wrist, one tied around each ankle, and they, at the signal, they take off. Right, and, and basically they, what happens is uh, you pull apart in some way. It happens differently, but typically it's at the waist. I won't yeah. get too graphic, but uh, your body will separate into two. And you're going to have one appendage on what's left of your torso. And Bill Gates needs this. He needs to be drawn and quartered, and I'm going to show you why. This was, I think he did this in 2015. I want you to listen to what this New World Order, Illuminati Illuminati piece of garbage, I want you to listen carefully to what he said in his little TED Talk. Listen. And by the way, if you want to find this, go to rumble.com. Rumble.com, type in Bill Gates wants a billion dead. Vaccines and global depopulation. This is from the bastard's own lips. Let's take a look. Uh, First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. New vaccines, health care, reproductive services. Okay, the new vaccines. Bill, how do new vaccines, how does that limit population if it's not either killing people or making them infertile or causing them to miscarry? And you hear these people trying to cover up for them and say, oh, well, see, see, what this really is, is these people in these third world villages, you know, where the death rate is so high, they think they have to have 12 kids. That way, you know, some of them, at least half of them, will survive to adhood. Uh, wrong answer. No, these people many. don't care whether no. they're, they, they're if they do every late. single that's one fine. of their kids. See, the philosophy is, right. exactly, but, but especially from the Muslim culture, that is one of the cultures that is big on this, is they breed like rabbits. I, I mean, I'm not even kidding. And uh, and so they want as many kids. If they knew that they could have 30 kids, and a lot of them literally do, that's what they want. <laughs> it literally has nothing to do with we want to have as many kids. They have a concubine or two to do that. Well, they and, do. and they do. They have like 15 wives, a lot of them. But uh, you know, the thing is, it has nothing to do with uh, oh, we're listen. It, oh, we're afraid that uh, they won't all survive to adulthood, so let's just kind of shotgun them out there and get a lot out. No. That's what the deep state thugs want you to think so they can cover up for this retard over here saying yes. that vaccines need to make up for, you know... A vaccines pop- will get the population yeah. now. He said that. And it appears to be working. Um, deaths in 2021. Secret here. Not well kept enough, but it's, they are death by all causes in certain areas is up 40% from previous years. In most areas, it's up 20%. Now, this happened in 2021. If you're going to say, wow, this is COVID, Terry, this is just a pandemic, um, that should have uh, taken place in 2020 when the virus was at at its highest point. And it didn't. No, it, it began to happen when people started getting their vaxes and their boosters. Yes. It began to We happen. know people personally that no question died from the vats, not from COVID. I'm sure my brother, you know, which, you know, you and I found him dead. Uh, and that was not a pretty sight. Three days after he did die. Um, yeah, that's something you don't get past. Yeah, it's something that'll, you know, and obviously a lot of people listening to the podcast, they've seen much worse than that. So, I mean, I'm, you know. I thought about that, our soldiers and stuff, but when it's your own brother. Yeah, that's hard to see. With. You know, it's not the same thing as seeing somebody dead on a battlefield. That's your flesh and blood right sure. there that died from. Probably the backs. That, that, that is what I'll say for sure in, in his case because he was fine and then, like, bam, all of a sudden. And all these symptoms. 
the, the uh, statistics right now, in 2021, heart issues, heart problems, heart attacks, were up 270%. Wow. Bell's palsy, up 300%. That's when half of your, body, half your face paralyzes. Yes. Lung blood clots, lung, cl uh, lung blood clots, uh, they call it myocardial infarction. I said it. This is serious, 470%. It is. Almost five times the normal. Yeah. Folks, this is, this is, it can't be anything else. I agree. All I'm telling you is that if you haven't had any um, shots, if it, well, if you don't get any, right. you haven't had any, but if you have and you have had no trouble, do not get any of these boosters. Goodness, no. Because they continue to ramp up what they're putting in this garbage. It's not stopping any kind of, no, of a it's virus. making things worse. I mean, the people it, that know, I know that are vaccinated are not getting over it quicker or anything like that. The people say, oh, well, in some cases it might help them get over it quicker. No, I have not seen no. any evidence for that. I mean, There's yeah. no studies that will even suggest that. No honest ones. Was it Steve Crowder? You know, I watched something he put on. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. He said, yeah. okay, why is this any fun? You know, he said, it's like, okay, oh, I'm going to take this uh, I vaccine so, you know, so I won't get crabs. <laughs> no, okay. Well, uh, what about is it going to stop me from getting crabs? Well, not necessarily, but it will stop me from transmitting these crabs if I get them. No, it won't do that either. <laughs> will it stop me from getting crabs from you if you have them? Um, it won't do that either. But uh, okay, the, the what it will do is, if you get the crabs, it will reduce the amount of pubic activity oh, in those crabs. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, it, it, so was funny. Funny post, but it was a funny post. But it's spot on. Yeah, we don't need to go into that. But, yeah, it was a funny funny video. But uh, we're going to close out now. I think How we're, far are we in? Well, an hour and ten minutes. So we better close out. <sighs> no, right. that's it. Done did the quotable quote. Done did. Uh, we done did it. Um, you got any closing comments? I have some closing comments. Every gun law is an infringement of the Second Amendment, and the fact that I can't buy a couple of Glock 18Cs off of Amazon with the suppressor kits and everything, and the Chris Vector 50-round attachments for the 30-round Glock mags to insert into them, and you know, just open carry them around just because I want to, is all the evidence that I need that the Second Amendment has been trampled in the dirt, and it means nothing anymore. There you go. There's where you heard it. Get in touch with us, uh, Bangsteel at fastmail.com, Forest Newberry 1R and Forest 2Rs in Newberry at iCloud.com, or the wildcard line, Bangsteel at gmail.com. And um, if you're hearing us on Apple, we could use good reviews on Apple. We're holding our holding our stars pretty well there, but you have your occasional. I got my toast pierced too. You know, and they want to give us a one star. Sure. But uh, help us out, and um, we're going to close with a song by a group called Testament, and this is called The Curse of Osiris. Mm -hmm.